Welcome to the Real Estate Fight Club, a podcast for agents where you'll witness a battle of opinions about topics affecting your real estate business. There are many ways for agents to achieve success. The secret is to find which approach will work for you. Now, always in your corner, here are your hosts, Jen Mertland and Monica Weekly. Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Fight Club. What's up, Jennifer Merdlin? How are you today? I'm great. You know, this is my favorite topic that we're about to talk about. One oh, of my really? favorites. Mm-hmm. Let me guess. You have an opinion what? about this? I never have an opinion about anything. I'm neutral. You should get some opinions. <laughs> Said no one ever. I think we could rename this podcast The Land of Opinions. No. So I started like asking like my mom needed help, uh, cleaning out my grandparents' place. And I was like, she's like, what should I do with this? I was like, do you want me to give you the opinion? Or do you just want to like, think about it on your own? She's like, I already know what you would do. Cause I would throw it out. I would throw everything out. And she's just like, or donate it, like somehow get rid of it. Right. Yeah, get rid and of she's it. Right, right. like, I just want to think on my own. I was like, I thought so. So <laughs> don't ask, <laughs> don't ask me. Don't ask. <laughs> That's right. Well, and you know, I think it's important every once in a while to remind our listeners why we started this podcast. I mean, it's sort of taken on a life of its own, I think beyond either one of us thinking that maybe it would, (laughs) but the whole idea was that you and I were having success. And anytime we talked, we disagreed on how to do that or what that looked like or your opinion or my opinion. And and it really hit both of us that this is what agents need to hear Mm -hmm. is that there isn't one right way to do this. And the reason you're you're not having success is probably because you're on the wrong path. You're trying to follow someone else's way, right? Yeah. So that's how this whole thing started. So it is interesting. And that's like kind of the detriment too. It's like, there's so many ways to do things and it's hard to decide because if you already, if you knew you would be doing it. Right, right. (laughs) Well, but hopefully this gives you like exposure to, Oh, I've never heard Perspective. of anyone putting a yeah. system around referral, mm-hmm. you know, sphere. Oh, okay. So that exists. Oh, now I'm going to go digging for that and you'll find it if you know. Right. Yeah. So, all right. Well, guys, thanks for joining us. We really love our listeners and appreciate you being here, as you know. And uh, thanks for joining us for another episode. Today, Jen and I are going to duke it out, maybe slap it around a little bit. I don't know what this is going to look like, but... This is the topic. You are a top producer. What's next? So basically, you've gotten there. You've done it for several years in a row. You're proven talent. This you're is usually like talent. year four to six, right? Yeah, you're, you're like, doing you- it. You're making a living. Like, this is it. You've got this. This is your business. You're producing. Maybe not Maybe not 100 deals a year, but you're like a good 20 to 30 deals a year. You're maybe you're doing 100 shit. Look, I mean, you could be, I'm just saying like top producer in our industry is somebody that's doing two dozen deals every, every uh, year consistently. Do you want to go get my soapbox? Where is it? I know. I know. Gotta go get it. So, but this is like the common, this is the common thing, right? Like you're four to six, just like you're saying you're, you're in a groove and then you stop and look and it's like, okay, is this it? Like you're, Mm -hmm. let's say in your forties or in your thirties and you're like, okay, does this, is this like what I do for my whole rest of my life? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I mean, yeah, if I want to make more money, do I just do another deal? That's what most agents get is how to multiply. Or if I have a team time, I talk to somebody every single time I'm getting to know an agent and I say, what is your business goal this year? 
they say 40 deals. Where'd you get that number? Well, I did 30 last year, so I figure I should do 40. No. I mean, it, 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 it's just this arbitrary, like, right. I think I should just do the next thing. So, but the next thing is out. always either more deals or like start a team for some people. It's like, should I be my own broker or like whatever? Right. Like these are the, the things, but they, for, I mean, I think people forget about what about your life? What about like, mm-hmm. what, what do you really want? What did you start? Why did you start this business? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. Know. Okay. So what do you think when somebody has hit that stride where they're, you know, they're making enough money to make themselves happy and their family and all that. And it's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm a professional real estate agent. Yeah. What is next? What do you think? Well, let me tell you what I did. <laughs> okay. Let's hear that. <laughs> so I was, I read the, the red book, the millionaire real yep. estate agent. And I was like, Oh, yep. we're supposed to start a team. So I did that. And I failed. And why do you think you were supposed to start a team? What was the reasoning behind that? That's what it said. Like, if you want to make more right. money, you hot, you like, they called it leverage. Let me tell you that shit is not leverage. <laughs> it is not. That is burial. It is. Bar- it is not leverage. If you look around and look at the amount of people where actually like, I would challenge you to look at their profit and loss statement and their actual profit. 100%. And if people don't know the difference between profit and revenue, look it up. It is a humongous difference. It is the bottom line. Like money in your pocket, what are you making? Does it match the headache you have? And Mm -hmm. I like tried it and I failed. And I was like, I'm doing it wrong. Like, what am I doing wrong? And then I tried Mm -hmm. it again and then I failed. And I was like, what am I doing wrong? And I'm like, this is supposed to work. And then it was like, all of a sudden I was like, oh shit. There's nobody else that's doing this successfully. So Mm -hmm. I don't think this is me. While I did have some things to work on, right? Of course. Mm -hmm. course I was like, this model doesn't, this model does not work. And then I thought, Mm -hmm. well, maybe I should be a broker. We're basically our own anyway. Like, why am I paying all this money? Even though we've Mm -hmm. tapped and like all this stuff, right? But like, why am I paying all this money? Because- I could maybe make more money if I was had a brokerage, but then I was like, but yeah, but then I still have to build this like team. And then I have mm-hmm. all this liability for people that I don't want to have. It sounds like more of a headache. So I'm not going to make any money. Mm-hmm. I have more of a headache. And you and I, and the audience knows that like, if I'm the broker, it is a bad idea. Yeah. That's not ending. Well, <laughs> I feel like you're having fine, agents fine. in tears every day. <laughs> or we'd like be in this fictitious. You would need me. You would need me as a buffer there, but then you got to pay me. Cause then, so yeah. then why are you? We're just, it? yeah. So I don't know. I think that's where people go. So mm-hmm. what has, has actually worked for us is, I mean, it's the EXP model. It is teams 2.0. We have a ton of videos on it, on our real estate fight club, YouTube page. And oh my God, this is like a total change in perspective once I got it. And it took me a minute, but I was like, oh shit, this is it. Like, this is how you, you do it. I mean, I don't know. What do you think? Well, what, and listen, this isn't a commercial for EXP. Yeah, I mean, obviously we are here and there's a reason we're both here. And a reason and why most top producers are coming. And that's right. I just heard a stat that in 41 of the top 50, no, I'm sorry. In for, yeah, 41 of the top 50 markets, EXP has uh, agent one or agent two. Yeah. In 41 of the 50. Um, and then obviously down below that. But the, the reason is, 
is, you know, you can argue the benefits of EXP, but really it's what you just said is there is a new way to, to leverage. There is a new way to build a team and it is without liability and it was without the majority of that responsibility. It's without and spending a ton of money. I mean, we were spending, spending a ton of money, so much money. And the problem yeah. is, is like when you build a team, you're like, okay, the lowest hanging fruit is new agents. Well, let me tell you how much new agents produce. Well, <laughs> 85% of them get out of the business within three years. Why? Because they don't make That's any right. money, which means they don't Two have years. any closings. So you're spending money, spending money. And I thought originally I was like, well, they're really just money generators when they spend, when they do deals wrong. We're not mm -hmm. understanding. There's a term called opportunity cost. So what they do while they're not making any money or getting any contracts is you have to hire staff for them because they need a high level of support. Okay. Or if, mm -hmm. if you're the one that's supporting them and you're the one that's producing, they're going to take you out of production. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. now what? There's no money. Mm -hmm. How are you going to live if you have no money? No, that's so true. And listen, as a former team leader at KW, I saw a lot of business models and I saw a lot of teams form. It's what every, I mean, we had people trying to form teams in their first year or two in the business. I was like, that's Wait because if you're, if you're an agent that does more than 20 deals, you, your ego becomes out of control. Like, I mean, that's, that might right. that's right. That's right. So, but what was funny, and you alluded to it earlier, is I saw some of these teams, not only was the team lead miserable behind the scenes, mm -hmm. and maybe their marriage was a disaster, they never saw their kids or whatever, they were just all in on this team. And the money going out was ridiculous. But we had, you know, simple single agent or husband wife teams, so to speak, that were producing way more profit. They didn't yeah. have all the bells and whistles, the office, the fancy this, the staff. Yeah. I mean, they leveraged cost of sale staff, like a transaction coordinator right. or a, a marketing uh, person. So we've got we've to think differently and stop looking around at the outside of everything because mm -hmm. these teams look shiny on the outside. And all you see are their advertisers, their marketing, their beautiful pictures with the team all dressed alike right. out at the park. Like, you know, that's the outside and sure it looks shiny as hell, but I'd rather, you know, you look at your bank account and be super happy about that instead yeah. of the fact that you don't have 16 people standing behind you and you look amazing out in right. front of them. Well, yeah, right? 16 just, people, you hear these teams are doing, they have like 16 people, but they're only doing like a hundred transactions. And it's like, yeah. so if you do per person, it's not a lot. Yeah. Well, and here's what I know when you want to build a team, let's say you do think this is a good idea and you think you're a good manager because that's the real, you have to be a good manager. So you're probably not right. a top, like the top, top producer. If you are a top, if you are a top producer, you're not a good manager. I can tell you that right now. It's very I know that. rare. Yeah. It's very, very rare. Right? And that's okay. But, oh wait, what was I saying? You were saying like, let's say that you do think this is a good idea and okay. you're a good manager. Yes. Okay. And you're a good manager. Talent is going to be your problem yep. because you're going to bring on a buyer's agent because that'll be the first leverage. And that person fits in one of three categories. Either one, they will be a superstar, freaking rock star, and they will leave you within six, eight, 10, 12 months mm -hmm. because they're going to realize they can do it on their own. They're not going to right. need you. They're not going to. Well, they'll also have people in their ear. Oh God. Yeah. Why are you there? Why are you giving them the money? Yeah. Well, and every paycheck you get, you're going to look and be like, damn. Yeah. Okay, like half your money's gone. And it's, we call it buyer's agent math. 
Yeah. They do buyer's agent math. It's right. like, it doesn't add up. <laughs> the second option is they are not talent and they will drag your business yep. and your staff. Like you mentioned, they'll drag down so freaking fast and hard and it will do the opposite of what you want. Right. It will suck every ounce of energy and time out of your life. Right. And then the third option, and this is probably about 5% possibility. <laughs> Excuse me. I get choked, get choked up. About up. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. 5% possibility, which is that they're the perfect buyer's agent and right. they will produce for you and they will never ask for more and they want to be a part of a team and they will be with you for years. And that person does exist. I know a couple of them. Yeah. We, you and I know them. They're on these teams and they're, God, any team would love to have them. Yeah. They're so few and far between. It's just almost impossible to find them. Yeah, I agree. I mean, so, yes, people are going to leave you or they're just not good. I mean, that's mostly what happens. So 5%. you, then you think, okay, well, how, so I thought that right. When I had my team and I was like, okay, so how can I make sure that the top people are more rewarded, that they're making more money with my team than they are alone. And that's mm -hmm. fine. Except that I was spending a lot more money to do that. And it was coming out of my pocket. So then it's like, mm -hmm. okay, well, they're making like twice as much as me, but it's my team. This is dumb. Mm -hmm. Like, what about, I need to make money too, you mm -hmm. know? Right. So you're pouring a lot of money in to keep them happy and give them leads. And, and they still might leads. leave. Right. And they still could leave. This is so true. People don't realize so the expense per, like there's an expense per person and you have to take into your account, what staff are you hiring for mm -hmm. that person or those mm -hmm. people, what mm -hmm. time are you taking away from you that you would normally be generating leads? Because that's mm -hmm. going to be the first thing to go. It's always the mm -hmm. first thing to go. Mm -hmm. I think it's um, time to sort of look back to on this, uh, pull back up above it. And when you talk about why you want to build a team, because you wanted to make more money, right? You wanted, you wanted to they either, I think it's one of two business. things. I wanted to make more money. I think a lot of times it's ego driven. It wasn't with it me. A lot of time. And we talked about this, like, what do you name your team? Most people name their team, their team name. I think that's mm -hmm. very ego driven, but I also think that's kind of like standard. So maybe people didn't think about it, but mm -hmm. like, I, I didn't have that. Like my team's always been team synergy. It was never like about me. Like I generated mm -hmm. leads. I gave it to the people like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But it was like, okay, but they're not as good of a closer as I am. But you wanted not to make more money. I, what I thought. Yeah. Well, yeah. Wah, wah. I think ego is definitely a part of it, but I think everybody thinks they will make more money. And, and look, the, the, there are teams that make more money. It's just at what cost and what comes with that. Right. And how much money do you spend to make that money? And how much do you comp compromise your life, your net yeah. life? Hank, right. hey, hey, Hank. Hey, Hank. Hank talks about net life all the time. And that general lesson is simplification. Yeah. Subtraction versus addition. He says, yep. Um, addition equals subtraction and subtraction equals multiplication. I so love if you it. want to multiply your wealth, multiply your earning ability, we have to subtract and simplify. And a team is the exact freaking opposite of that. So mm -hmm. that's why when EXP came around, I think it was like, wait a second, this is subtraction and multiplication. And multiplication. Exactly. That's right. And that's why it's interesting to me. But what else besides that, Jen, you know, as a top producer, you know, what is next? Is that it? Is that it? Is you just need to look at like what that next level is for you? Well, I think like a lot of people, I think that they just like assume, well, I'm going to die on a doorstep 
showing houses mm -hmm. when I'm like mm -hmm. 80. Is that what you really want? Right. Like you just want to like do a deal, get paid, do a deal, get paid. What if you get sick? What if somebody in your family gets sick? Like, mm -hmm. do you want to have the opportunity to be able to not do a deal and still get paid? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We have a solution. And that solution, we do have a solution. You know, it's funny. Have you ever been to a realtor retirement party? No, because no, no, because they don't. Effing and that's dumb. Care. You are building a business, build it's a business, awful. sell that. We shit. laugh about it. And it's, and it's not funny. No. What, I mean, we are freaking awesome people and we bust our ass for our career. Yeah. And we generally do it for 20, 30 years. Like that's, you see that all yeah. the time. And then you've got nothing to show nothing for it. And that's show. because nothing was ever offered. That's yeah. why you had to do your own right. financial planning. And we right. all know how agents are with money. <laughs> and so math in general. <laughs> that's right. So ask yourself, are you good with money? I was not for the longest time. I mean, I will tell you, Sharon has helped me a great deal with that. Hey, Shishi. Hey, Shishi. When I was early earnings in real estate before I even met Sharon, a nope, not good with money. Well, no, I had met Sharon, but early earnings, not good with money. You know, I have a dollar. Let's I always spend it, baby. Let's I always thought it, I could out earn my stupidity. Yeah. Wah, wah. And then I graduated it. from making $3,000 mistakes to $10,000 mistakes. I was like, <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> but you know, that being said, even if you do have some discipline around your long-term financial wealth plan, which is highly unlikely, uh, just based on my experience here mm -hmm. in this industry, even if you do, what would it be like if your, bi your business partner helped you with that? Right. Right. What if because we're required to be someone? in partner with a brokerage. We have, to I be. think we should, what do you think about is now a good time to take a break and then we'll give yeah. them a solution. Okay. Let's yeah, uh, listen. I know let's listen to our favorite partners. And when we return, we have a solution. Are you ready to grow? Maybe ready to start a team or at least hire out some leverage. Well, let's get your foundation checked. Go to mygrowthscore.com and take a free business assessment. Now, this assessment was designed and created by my coach, Coach John Kitchens. It helps you discover which of the eight growth factors could be holding your business back. And just like a house, it's important to make sure you have the right foundation before adding that second story. So go to mygrowthscore.com and find out how you rank. If you're like me, then what you need right now is great leads. My number one lead source is a marketing engine called Pipeline Pro Tools. So we've hooked up with them to give you the playbook that I'm using that has generated over 12 leads in the last 90 days. So go to pipelineprotools.com slash fight club, book a quick demo so that they can help you figure out how many leads you will need in order to get the business that you're looking for. And then they will give you the playbook that I've been using for free. Again, that's pipelineprotools.com slash fight club. All right. Well, welcome back. Let's get back to the battle inside of the ring. This isn't so much about a battle, but Jen and I are very, very passionate about this subject, I would say. Mm -hmm. And look, if the answer is for you that you need to stay put where you are, okay, then you've, you, you, 
you still have to listen to what was said here and ask yourself, am I on that right path or am I just doing addition? Am I right. just adding more things to my right. plate to try to make more money? Right. And if that's the case, I beg of you to rethink that. I beg of you. But we do, obviously, there's a new opportunity in this industry and it's a viable one and it's mm-hmm. a fast growing, massive one. And the reason it's growing fast is that agents vote with their feet. And they go where they get to keep more money and they go where they have tech solutions and they go where they have better training and they go where they have wealth building opportunity and they go where they have leveraged income opportunity and different ways to make money in this damn business. Well, I think like one of the the things that the thing that I like about it, like all that is totally true. I like a high level of return on investment on my time Mm -hmm. and money. Right. So Mm -hmm. this is the biggest return on investment that you can get. Like I am required to either be a broker or have a brokerage. I could not make, I make more and you do too. We make more than a hundred percent of our commission by being with the XP. I don't know any, even hundred percent companies don't make more than a hundred. We literally make more than a hundred percent by being here because of our volume. Mm -hmm. So the thing that I like about this, if you're thinking about like what's next, you're in that four to six years, or maybe, I mean, we just brought a team on that they had been doing it for like what, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we don't, what are we going to do? Like I got goosebumps. They're like, we're getting mm-hmm. older. Like, what are we going to do? You know, but I like yeah. this because you have choices. You have the best of both worlds. You can operate like a mini brokerage and you could have agents like on your team. Okay. But when they are ready to go, which they inevitably will, because, you know, mm-hmm. most agents are like, I just love like training people and helping people. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> you can still do that. And when they're ready to go, they are still in your, your revenue share group, your you're family. Still, you're benefiting from the relationship. You still have intention to help the relationship. Yes. Yeah. You have reason to. Yeah. Because when the old way is you're giving all this stuff, but you don't yeah. get, there's no deposits is you're just an ATM without getting any deposits yeah. and that That's right. do it for a year, do it for two and you will be burnt. Like it's not, right. it's, or you can not have like a, a team, an old team. You can have the new team where you have, like we do now. So Alan and I are our only team and we used to have a lot of people, but now it's just us. It's highly profitable team, especially compared to how it was before. And Mm -hmm. we have like many teams, right? So like we have Portugal, which is also awesome that we can be international. Like before, even though you have all these international companies, they're not truly international. So we can have a team in Portugal that I'm making money off of in Portugal. And like, it's fun to talk to them. Like what's working in Portugal? You know, like maybe that could right. work here or whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, cool. we also have like people that we work with and that we're close to in Florida and Michigan. And I mean, all over the U.S. and mm-hmm. all over the world. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. I like it. It really is. It is. Well, and at the time of this recording, I will share that I have one of team of 149 agents. That's mm-hmm. how big my team is right Boom. now. If you're listening to this in year 2023 or 2024 or beyond for some reason, I'm telling you, it's a lot bigger than that. At this oh point. yeah, baby. I'm a team of 149 agents and I have zero liability around that. Mm-hmm. In other words, I'm not carrying a broker's license. I'm not going to be dragged to uh, court and lose everything. Right. I just don't. EXP is carrying that liability. Mm-hmm. Um, and you still get passive. to help them, which is your passion. Right. Well, that's right. I do get to help them. Now, some people I don't help at all because they don't need it. They don't tap into what I'm offering or they know I'm here when they need them. And that's it. And it's not passive income because I am contributing. I I do treat these guys and I don't know all of them because 
I haven't attracted all of them. You know, a lot of them are, are, you call it leveraged uh, income. It's leveraged income. That's exactly right. But I'll tell you what, at some point, my, my real estate income will be surpassed by this income and times a lot. I was going to say, and I can work four or five hours a week and be making 17 times what I could be making in real estate. And I'd be working 80 hours a week. Right. Exactly. It's just freaking buyer's agents. It's just a question of math. Yeah. (laughs) And what do you (laughs) want? Question of math. You know, a lot of people say that, well, that's, that's that, that's that revenue share part. I'm not going to recruit or whatever. And I don't want to be a recruiter. And you know, as somebody said, it was so, thought it was so interesting. They said, do you have a favorite restaurant? So I'll ask you, Jen, do you have a favorite restaurant? Like in Cincinnati, do you have one that you love? Oh my God. I have so many favorite restaurants, but the one that I'll say is Sacred Beast. Yes. Sacred Beast. Okay. And how many people do you think you've told about Sacred Beast and they've gone because of your How many people are in the world? A trillion? No, like everyone, all the people. (laughs) Exactly. And did you get paid by Sacred Beast for that? No, sometimes I get a free meal, but not often. Okay, good, right. Well, that's good, but not really. So anybody is able to tell that story about something they're passionate about. Yeah. That's why you and I, we're just passionate about this company. But it's also, your point is absolutely true, but like, okay, let me just give you a story about one of of the people in our group. So he, um, after we did the math, he was only keeping 25% of his commission. Okay. At EXP, he keeps 75%, which for those of you that are not good at math, that's is a lot percent more. Yes. So instantly on the same volume, he makes 50% more. That is life-changing. He makes, no, that's really 200% more, isn't it? I'm not good at math either. Damn. It's a lot. Look, it's It's a a lot. lot. It's a lot lot. when you go from, you know, even, and for most people, it's not that dramatic, right? But it is more. And if you can make more money from what you're already doing without ever, and that was just on buying and selling houses. That wasn't even on all the other benefits that we get paid on. It was just buying and selling houses. It's like, that's, that's what I want to know for people. Like, can, can you make more money just from doing exactly the same activities. If you can, that's a higher return on investment. You should go there. And that's, that's by far the majority of the reason people, majority of the agents, that's the reason you're, they're here. Mm-hmm. It's just a good place to sell houses and yeah. keep more of your money, period. Yeah. And I think and if then people, there are these bonuses. I mean, if people are ready to look at their numbers, like really look at their numbers and see what they're paying their brokerage, they should give us a call or a text. You're moving your mic around or something. Oh, no. They should give us a call or a text so we can see yeah, like, what should. are you really paying. Yeah. So um, you can call or text us at 513-400-1691. Because you and I are looking for partners. And yes. when you partner with Jen and I, you get certain benefits. You get a ton of help. You get a ton of support. And look, we're going to help you achieve your goal. That's yeah that's what this like company sort of sets it up as too. And so if you back to our topic, if you are a top producer and you're wondering what's next, it's really probably a good time for a conversation around. Exactly. And if it's not right, it's not right. Doesn't matter. At least, you know, worst case scenario, we help you renegotiate with your current brokerage. That's happened. Yeah. We'll see you next year though, but that's happened. (laughs) All right. Well, 
thanks guys for being here. We always appreciate your listening. And look, we know this one was skewed a little uh, to EXP, which we generally, we keep way, way, way out of our general. You can't ignore it. But you can't ignore it on this subject, like the what's next subject. You just, you can't. And so thank you for having an open mind and listening to us today. And we appreciate you subscribing and sharing. Share this uh, conversation if you think somebody should hear it. Excellent. All right, Monica. And stay tuned for our tiebreaker. We have a really good tiebreaker that kind of went it, through is this. There somebody like talking about this with you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's a good wait. one. Stay on the line. All yeah. right. See you next time. Bye. All right. I am here with our tiebreaker, Jennifer Myers from Agent Grad School. Hey, Jen. Hey, thanks for having me. Yes, I'm glad you could be on. So just as a point of introduction, you have um, you're, you started this company called Agent Grad School, which is like a training platform for agents to have the six-figure business and have a life without a team. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's what I did. <laughs> you're also a fellow <laughs> podcaster. What's your podcast called? Sessions of a top producing real estate agent. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> um, but you went through this process. So you're the tiebreaker and I love your story and it provides a unique perspective. So I'm glad you could come on. But so, you know, you're a top producer. Now, what do you do? Is this it? Can you share yeah. like a little bit of background before you answer the question and just kind of like where you came from? Yeah. So I started in real estate in 2003 Mm-hmm. And my first two years, couldn't sell a house to save my life. Finally learned a process for attracting clients, bringing them to me and had so many clients at, at one point. And this is like during the, the great recession. Remember 2008, yeah. 2008, my yes. business during that time quadrupled. And so I had all these real estate agents back at my door being like, what the heck are you doing? Right. How are you having a business? And so I taught them what to do and I opened my own brokerage teaching them. And that's when agent grad school was born. And it was originally just supposed to be like the little training in my little 10 person office. And now it's, you know, across the country on ways to really like attract the clients that you want to work with. Not from like a fair housing violation standpoint, but like for me, it was like your avatar of your client. Yeah. 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 And then, and then what, right. And then how to service them. So they keep coming back to you and refer people. So but let me ask yeah. you. So when you started and you, you said you didn't sell a house for two years and then, yes. then you went, you became a top producer, like something clicked and you were like, got this. Yeah. And then how did you decide to open up your brokerage just because like that was yeah. the only choice or did you have other options you were looking at? Yeah. So I think um, one thing about when you are a top producer, there's, there's the question of now what? you're yeah. asking like the perfect question, perfect question is what's on a top producer's mind. Right. And the way I look at it is you have three options. Well, you have more always, but like you always have three. So it was like, either I could keep doing what I was doing. Right. And just kind of like do my thing, mm-hmm. which I was super happy doing. I could build a huge team mm-hmm. or I could open my own brokerage. Okay. Right. Like, I think that's kind of like the normal, that's it. Right. You could also like retire and sell your business or whatever. Right. But like, but yeah, normally it's like, do I build a team? Do I, or do I open a brokerage? Yeah. Or, and here's the part where I don't want people to skip over. You also can just keep doing what you're doing. (laughs) You can, you can, (laughs) it's a choice. 
Yeah. Like sometimes yeah. real estate, we're always like taught to do more, 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 grow, 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 big, big, big. And there's an option out there. You know start. what? You're making a really good point. It's, it's depends on what you really want out yes. of your business, why you started the business, what you measure, how do you measure success? Like there's all these things that go into it, but you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think it's always focusing on this balance between our business and our life. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you're allowed to be a successful real estate agent and have a life. Yes. And also you also are allowed to be a successful real estate agent and not want more or need yes. to do more. Right. And, it, it, and also understanding what the more means you have to do and who you have to be. Oh my so God. For me, I, I was like, it. I was like, I do not, I am not good at managing people. Like I am the worst manager on the planet, right? Like <laughs> most really producers are amazing at producers. I'm amazing with my clients. I am the worst manager. Ever. So what happened? You opened your brokerage. You had your people there. Well, but, but that's what, but that's why I didn't want to grow a team. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, then it's a whole nother job. What's a, a brokerage? <laughs> well, here's what the, the brokerage I wanted to open. So then the question comes, if you decide you want to open a brokerage, what kind of brokerage do you want to open? Mm-hmm. And you also get to have choices. Right. So I could have bought a franchise. I mm-hmm. could have like scaled it to 300, 400 huge, you know, amount of agents. I could have done that. But the brokerage I wanted to open was a very small boutique brokerage. Mm-hmm. Essentially singular agents right? They kind of had their own businesses, but we had this like commonality. And so we shared things like systems. We shared things like processes. We shared things like our admin. Nice. So they're operating independently, but also as like a team, this is like the new way for teams. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So it really was like, and and I really felt like that to me was the biggest difference between having a team and having a brokerage is like, I don't want to manage eat like day-to-day people and the support staff and like all the stuff I wanted to really just run my business and teach other people how to do the same and then give them like processes and access to the things that I was using because what I was using was very scalable it was going to work for me it was going to work for 10 agents I never wanted to have a brokerage with hundreds and hundreds of agents I just never that was never a goal of mine because Mm -hmm. I understood what that was going to mean would have to come from me okay Right. Yeah. Totally different. I think so often people who think like I'm a top producer, that means I must open my own brokerage or must have a team. You are signing up for a totally different job. And it's not as profitable as you think. No, not at all. Why is that? Well, because I mean, if you're a top producer, right, you're making how much it depends on what your split is, right. Wherever you are. But think about those versus the, the, the smaller chunks that you're making from your agents. Mm-hmm. And then you have to support all those agents. Mm-hmm. Like the thing about being an agent is like, you have to answer the question, why should somebody choose you, your clients? Right. But then when you turn into a broker, your question you should be asking yourself is why should agents choose me? Right. Why right. should agents choose here? And so that requires quite a, a lot. lot of support. Yeah. And that Nurturing. is expensive. Yeah. yeah. And it takes you, it not only is expensive, but it takes you away from what the production piece of it, right? Like what's the first thing that goes away? It's generating leads. Like always, it feels like, you know, in most agents' lives, that's why the roller coaster happens. What do you mean by that? Like when people get busy, they 
I see. Yeah. And that's how come they're on the roller coaster. They get busy. They stop generating leads. And so when you're busy with your agents, you know, that's what happens. Well, I luckily created like a whole system that like leads would come to me automatically. So that's that good. never felt, and that's what like, well, and that's I, what agent grad school teaches too. Right. Well, exactly. It was like, I have so much business overflowing. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do with this business? Gotcha. Right. And I could either yeah. grow the team or open the brokerage and teach the agents how to do it. Um, but that's the biggest piece. And I will say like, I was not a good broker. I didn't enjoy being a broker. I love being in production. Yes. And I love the fact that I opened my brokerage, but, um, what I do it again in hindsight, like doing that got me here. But if I had known what I had known after becoming a broker, I don't think I would have signed up to be a broker. What would you, cause so people don't know now. So you, you're not, you don't have the brokerage anymore, but you are no. at, you are at a boutique brokerage in DC. Yes. Yeah, exactly. City chic real estate. And, um, and you know, and, and that's because I love that boutique small vibe, like, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, that was the choice for me, but for me, I probably would have stayed in production longer. I think for me, it was such like this bleeding, like, you know, like I needed a way to handle all the leads that were coming mm-hmm. to me. And so I had to come up with something. That I mean, that's a good problem to have. Yeah, <laughs> it was a good one to have. And I think so often people jump to team or brokerage without that. Yeah. And to me, it was like, I just have, I had, I needed more help on the, on the helping the clients, but I see a lot of agents prematurely do teams or prematurely open yes. brokerages Yeah, who don't have the production to support it or the systems to support it. Um, so what I'm getting from you is like, if you're think if you, this is a place where the listeners are at, stop and ask yourself, what do you one do? What do you really want? what are your options and making sure one of those options are stay the course, finding out if you do decide to open a team or, or open a brokerage or start a team, what are your processes? Do you have enough business coming in that it requires that? And what does that look like? What does the team look like? What does the brokerage look like? Yeah. And not just the, the leads coming in, but also the processes to handle more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The back you know, end. You, yeah. Yeah. You need to have both. Um, and what you're to offering scale. to what you're offering to agents, like what is exactly. the, yeah. that's so helpful. It's kind of like the slow down to speed up type thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Tell us, tell us about, cause I like your, your agent grad school and it, it's really cool how you teach not only how to make money, but how to have a life too. And without having a team, tell us more about the, the agent grad school and what people could expect. Oh yeah. Thanks for asking. So I, I believe that in order to have a six figure real estate business, you have to have these five pillars and that's marketing you, why people should choose you and having a really strong answer to that. The initial consultation, there's a very like step-by-step process. We teach what I call the doing phase and creating a really great experience for both your mm-hmm. buyers and sellers. So they want to tell everybody about it and then handling your under contract. Cause that's another place where I feel like so many agents lose, they spend way too much time or way too much money. And yes. the trick with, with that piece is automation mm. and having the right CRM. And then last but not least, what I call the after phase, which is how to keep in touch with your clients so that they love you. And you're not asking them for business. I yes. always say, if you're asking people for business, your business is not working Yes, for you. Right. No, so. that's awesome. And if people want to learn more about it or potentially get involved, what's the best way to find out 
or yeah, you can about go, that. You can go to agentgradschool.com or you can listen to the podcast, Confessions of a Top Producing Real Estate Agent, or email me, jennifer at agentgradschool.com. Awesome. I appreciate you being on. Thanks, Jen. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Fight Club Podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get updates when new episodes are available. And we truly love feedback and would appreciate all likes, reviews, and suggestions for future topics.